0: Money FM 89.3. The best of your money. Money and me on Your Money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin, and together. Today, we're going to look beyond money. We're going to look past the money. It's a very interesting idea uh, that we're going to try out with Swapnil Mishra. Investors, do you know what you need to keep in mind when when you look at those investment sign-up promos? So we're going to look at cashback, commission-free trades, those free market data promises. Do you know what you're actually agreeing to when you say yes to certain promotions. And that's, this could be a promotion that says if you fund a minimum of 20000 for 30 days, you get a $100 cash reward. It could be that promotion that says enjoy 190 days of free trades and then you get one free share of a very famous company you can take a bite out of. Uh, So these offers and cashback, what do you need to understand about the terms and condition? We draw the curtain back on promotions with Swapnil, Mishra. Mr. Mishra, how are you this morning? Very well. Thank you. Nice to be here. He's a founder of Zen, adjunct mentor of Singapore Management University and uh, author of his second book, which we'll tell you about a little later in the program. But first, we want to draw the curtain back on uh, these investment promotions or promotions in general. Let's talk about zero commissions to start with, uh, Swapnil. What should we keep in mind as investors if we see clauses that say, your first $10,000 of trades are commission-free?
1: Uh, I think uh, it's it's really a, a great economic benefit to you in the sense you save on the commissions. But it's very important to see what is outside of the free commissions uh, or the commission-free trading. So I would say two things which are very crucial to look beyond this. One is what is the charges or commissions after the promotion period? So what happens after the 90 days, 180 days, one year, whatever is the time period? Because remember, you're... you're you're kind of starting to trade on a new platform, not with a view of doing it for 90 days, but you're making a long-term commitment. So you need to know what happens after. Mm-hmm. And the second is you need to know what are the charges other than commissions. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, uh, there's some element of creativity that's happening even in the way pricing is or, you know, these, these terminologies are defined uh, we are seeing some, you know, creative work there. and so you-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very creative work. I mean, even I was looking at these promotions wondering, what is this fee? I'm going to have to ask Swapnil what this means. Ah, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a while. So, yes, go ahead. Yeah, so I think that's, and, and uh, so, so these two things, one is
1: what happens after the promotion period mm-hmm. and what happens to the charges outside of what is being discounted. So those are the things which are not like in bold and underlined and highlighted. Yeah. Those are in fonts which are, of course, thanks to the regulator, now they are not so small. You don't need an eyeglass anymore. <laughs> you can read them. <laughs> yeah. but, but it is important that you pay attention to those as an investor who's making a decision, which is uh, going to have an impact on your financial well-being. So you should look at these other two pieces of information.
0: This is a good point because as an investor, you might be excited about opening an account and getting these free shares to start with. But remember that investing is a long-term thing. So you're going to be on this platform a long time. What are you going to be paying after the promotion period ends? And it might be a good idea to get that magnifying glass out. I always think if they are making it deliberately small, this unreadable font size of 8, there's a reason and you want to know what you are agreeing to in return for signing up to these promotions. What do you think investors need to understand about what they really could be paying for in return for, say, cashback offers for investment products? So, uh, two, three things. And I'll take an example of a, of a particular promotion.
1: Of course, I won't name the institution. Mm. But there's a, there's a platform or, a, or, a, or an institution which offers mutual funds. And it says... Buy mutual funds from us and get up to one thousand dollars cash back. It's very exciting. You're getting cash back. Yeah. Now you look at the fine print and you say, "Hey, okay. Actually, if I put ten thousand, will I get one thousand back?" And then it's like, "No, no, no. It is not that. You get one percent back." So one trick, or one very important uh, trick or tool that is available to you is to change the metrics. If the promotion is in dollars, convert it to percentages and actually calculate that when you put $10,000 of investment in this fund mm. on this platform, what is it that you're going to really get? And the minute you do that, you will see, oh, I get $100 back. Okay, so that's still interesting. I've invested 10000 and I get 100 cash back. Mm. Now, the second thing you need to see is if I had invested this 10000 the in the same product on some other platform, let's say you go to a fund supermarket or you go to any other platform and say, hey, what, what happens if I buy the same product there? Now you discover that, oh, this product actually can be bought for free. But on this platform where they are giving you $100 cash back, there is a sales charge of 1.5%. Oh. So now, just on the basis of looking at, I mean, spending 10 minutes looking at these pieces of information, you have understood that actually they are charging 1.5% or $150 and giving you 100 back. So net, you are still poorer by $50 compared to, buying this product on some other platform where the sales charge is actually zero. So sales charge is a very, you know, it's, it's a term which is slowly losing meaning because pretty much everyone on digital platforms is offering without sales charge. Mm-hmm. But there are some places which still have sales charge. So it's important to look at what you're really paying and compare it with what you would pay at some other place so that you're not, you know, it's not your classic where you're buying a t-shirt or a shoe which has been marked up and then discounted. So you get the illusion that you're getting a cash back, mm. but in reality, you're paying more. This is an example, of course, and it, is, it can be applied to any product, uh, but you can always compare. Have you, uh, noticed,
0: have you noticed real instances where, say, the word discount is used when there's no real discount given because it's a markup? Yeah. So this, in fact, this, I
1: was really surprised. This mm. is a specific example of a promotion where the cash back, and, and two things which, they, which the promotion has done. One, it has to be with a sales charge. So, which means you have to pay 150 to get your 100 back. And the second is, some products are excluded. So, right. if you may want some, some specific product, it is on the excluded list, so it is not relevant. Again, you know, just knowledge of these things helps. And you may still say that, no, I still want to go to this platform because I really value this platform or mm. this institution. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, mm. you, you, you can pay higher charges Because it gives
0: you comfort and you're able to sleep well at night. But you should know that you have done that. Okay, yeah, know what you're agreeing (laughs) to. That's my theme for today. Even fixed deposits at promotional rates. What should we be looking out for? Actually, (laughs) fixed deposit, I feel the one really important one, especially in today's environment,
1: because Hmm. interest rates are high. Uh, Many organizations or many platforms offer attractive deposit rates. I feel the most important feature in case of this is the exit clause or the break clause. You know, you are getting onto a one-year deposit with a platform. You need to understand exactly what the break clause is, whether it's possible, not possible. What are the penalties? You know, you don't want to get onto a bus which is not going to stop uh, for the next one hour and then you're stuck. So, so I think that's the deposit. That's the most important clause to look for. When can you uh, leave? The break clause. What are, correct. What are your exit or what are your early termination terms mm. and conditions? Mm-mm-mm. That's where's the exit door. In any investment, it's important to know what are my exit conditions. In fact, you know, in insurance products, it is even more. Uh, you have to be extremely mindful of your exit terms.
0: This is good. This is good. Good stuff here. Now, you mentioned change the metrics, and I like that. Uh, when you look at promotions, that's one way to see through the illusion. Change the metrics. They say you get a $100 back if blah, 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 or 1% back, and then you calculate that and see what you're really getting back. Um, what do you say to new investors? They want to open an account. They're not quite used to this whole verbiage of the investment world. Um, should they, you know... They should be encouraged to ask questions, but does anybody, um, has anybody actually taken your questions in this investment world about products, um, you know, to, to, to the level and depth that has satisfied you? I'm just wondering whether, you know, in reality, if someone's opening a, an account with a robo advisor, they're going to be able to sit down with an actual human person and ask them about their terms and conditions. Is this a real, uh, realistic expectation? What we're Perhaps. asking our listeners to be able to do? I think it is a realistic expectations um, i would I would break it down into
1: three just for the ease of you know structuring this information. Mm. so you have the big institutions like the banks, then you have the robo advisory or digital wealth management platforms, mm-hmm. and then you have the broking platforms so i 'm keeping brokers outside of scope in this con in this particular topic because broker is a place Broking platform is where you just go because you want to buy you know five shares of this company or that company so you know, you, 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 are, you have a reasonable understanding of the markets. But between the robo-advisor and the banks, both of them have two very good pieces of information which are available for free. Uh, in case of robo-advisors, the FAQ sections uh, or the frequently asked questions section mm-hmm. has, has evolved, has come a long way. They really give a breakdown of what are the charges. So transparency is really a feature that they have demonstrated uh, across the board, and and it is you know it's like if existing five robot advisors are doing it, then the sixth robot advisor has to do it. so it's becoming a very good benchmark of transparency, and uh, even first time if you're investing you're able to understand that, okay, if I go to this platform and if I buy these mutual funds, my actual cost is going to be this. you are able to see through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that banks have done very well is not on the transparency on the fees but on the explanation of the products. So, you know, if you want to understand what a product is, let's mm-hmm. say you want to know what's a mutual fund, yeah, uh, what is an ETF, right? You can go to the DVS website or any of these banks' websites, and they have done really good infographics. They've explained. So I think they've done a good job of explaining products. So if you want to learn, these two sources of information are available uh, free of cost online, and you don't have to do a course in management. You just have to spend a little bit of time on these uh, websites with uh, information. So these are the two places for
0: information gathering I would say. That's really useful. Swapnil, thank you for that. Okay, I'm going to take some of this uh, verbiage and I'm going to ask you to uh, translate it for us, okay? Because you you're a seasoned investor, you understand what this all means. Someone listening may be new to this and may be really daunted and think this is too stupid a question to ask, but I think no question is stupid. So here we go. If an investor sees one year free platform fee of the US stock market what exactly are they getting free
1: so platform fee is a term which is used for using that uh, you know that whichever the broker or the platform or the company that they have uh, to execute the trades in some companies and in this particular case i am aware of this that the platform fee is actually replacing commissions so commission is an amount which is arrived at by multiplying a percentage to the value of what you have purchased, mm-hmm. so if you buy ten thousand dollars worth and it's one percent, then it is one percent multiplied by ten thousand platform fee is another way of saying that it's a flat fee so whether you buy one hundred dollars worth or you buy ten thousand dollars worth, they are going to charge you a flat fee of let's say one dollar per transaction mm-hmm. so that's the platform fee in this particular sentence when you said that one year platform fee is uh, is uh, zero mm-hmm. then you're not paying that $1 per transaction for that one year. And after one year, you will start paying the platform fee or the, the the fee that you pay to execute your transaction.
0: So when you see platform fee, should you also be looking to see whether you're going to be a commission fee on top of it? You have to see the other charges on top of this. Because in this particular case, it's not just this fee, fee alone. Mm.
1: They have other fee, which is, you know, including the settlement fee. There is an SEC fee. There's a trading fee. So there are actual fees which are beyond this, platform fee, which is, I mean, they're not charging you because they're making money, but those are the actual costs that they have to incur right. to execute that transaction in in, uh, in the US
0: uh, uh, markets. Okay. So those add to the platform fee or the flat fee. Got it. Second question. If you see this phrase, lifetime commission-free trading on the US market, is this too good an offer to miss? I <laughs> mean, is definitely an attractive offer
1: um, because uh, the commission fee is waived in this particular case commission fee has been replaced with a platform fee so what you're doing is you're paying per transaction this is actually not so good for somebody who's trading small value and high frequency because one dollar fee on a ten thousand trade dollar trade is a good thing if you do the trade once or twice in a month then you're paying very little but imagine if you are trading in ticket sizes of $200, then you're paying $1 every time you buy and sell. So if you are a, if you are an active trader, uh, you will discover that by doing 20 trades in a month, you've actually spent $20 on actually a $500 portfolio. So you see the size of the trade and the frequency uh-huh. uh, works against you in this pricing model. So this is
0: good for someone who's not a very active trader and is trading in... Uh, larger sizes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, help us understand this paragraph. Specifically, we want to understand how much can handling fees all add up to. So here's the, 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 the terms. To take advantage of the current promotion, which gives you three months of rebate on handling fees when you sign up as a new customer... However, the rebate is credited contingent on your portfolio, achieving capital gains during the three-month period. You also have to maintain your account activity for at least six months consecutively. Any qualifying rebates will be reinvested into your portfolio and are not convertible for cash withdrawal. So how much can these handling fees add up to? (laughs) This particular one is really, you know, uh,
1: I think somebody should give a feedback to them to, you know, Clean up the way they have framed this because even on the, on the website they have it's not very clear. Mm. Um, and and here they have used handling fees to cover two things. Firstly, the promotion is linked to anybody who's doing a systematic investment plan. So systematic investment means every you know at a certain frequency you are buying into a stock or into an ETF. Uh-huh. So they are they are treating handling fee as the transaction fee or the way they execute the transaction for you. So the operational expense of handling your transaction, that's handling fee, uh, which is also equal to or can be correlated with the commission fee. In this case, they have called it handling fee. Nobody calls, I haven't seen handling fee anywhere. So this is a slightly uh, unique or an outlier of Mm -hmm. using handling fee, Mm -hmm. which is effectively the cost for executing the transaction for you. The second thing is they have linked it to the minimum asset that you're maintaining, so if your portfolio value is uh, maintained at a certain level and it grows over a period of time. Mm. So I think the growth of that portfolio is a crucial aspect. They expect the, so you can't just trade for a month and then stop. And then three months later, they expect it to grow. If it grows, then it is eligible. And thirdly, they have added the complication of keeping it for six months. So there is a look back credit that is done. Yeah. So you keep holding the portfolio again, fairly complicated. Um, the more complicated it gets, mm. the, the less, um, I would say, attractive it is because
0: the pricing team has really <laughs> like, over, over-engineered over this entire thing. Yes. I mean, I'm wondering what is defined as capital gains? Is a dollar over what you invested considered a capital gain or is a... You know what I mean? But the mean here
1: is uh, because over here there's no capital gains tax so, I, so the word has no... In a way, it doesn't have much uh, clarity, mm. what they mean is the portfolio should grow, so you cannot stagnate and earn. you need to grow, which means you need to continue your systematic investment plan and mm. keep investing, and on the average portfolio value, we will give you a percentage of money back, which is whatever that amount is.
0: Goodness me um, does the terminology get even tougher as we uh, move away from say you know the, 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 these kinds of fixed um, investment plans to more complex products.
1: Actually the the as the sizes increase and, and I don't know uh, whether you know listeners uh, are in that you know are facing similar problems two things happen. One is the premier priority you know the the segment where the benefits come in the form of dining vouchers and access to this and access to this you know lounge and tickets which is even trickier because what do you assign value and how do you assign value to that? Mm -hmm. Open a fixed deposit and get $100 worth of Marina Bay, you know, Sands vouchers. Mm -hmm. Now there the selling is happening because of the voucher location, not necessarily the dollar value, but you need to see through that and focus on the dollar amount. Mm -hmm. The second is the complexity of the products. Now you're entering into structured products or uh, insurance wrappers or, you know, more complex products. Mm -hmm. It is not, uh, it is, it is difficult. It is, it will require, more effort but i would say if the size of wealth is higher and you're dealing with that situation then it is worth investing that time to dig a little deeper and and typically you would have a relationship manager who would be talking to you which means you can ask i mean you're well within your rights to ask and they have a fiduciary duty to to answer your questions on anything
0: you know Uh, There's no wrong question. (laughs) No, yeah, that's what I live by. There is no wrong, there is no stupid question. Okay, well, help. thank you so much for helping us look beyond the cashback vouchers and the promos this morning. Swapnil, before we let you go, um, congratulations. Your second book is out there. I don't know if listeners know that Swapnil, um, I met him because he's an author. You all know how I'm crazy about reading. Uh, Swapnil published a book a couple of years back, and now his second title... Freddie, the Dogged Rescuer. I like that. It is about a doggy and uh, uh, some serious fundraising. Uh, tell us about this new book of yours, Stop, Um I mean, the book has just come out. The launch is happening
1: later this month, end of this month. Mm. Um, and it's, it's again, inspired, just like the first one, which is when actually we met for the first time. Uh, it is a, It's on the back of a real story where... Uh, you know, in the environment of COVID where a fundraiser was not possible some people get together and they try to raise money for saving or helping a dog shelter and um, over here there's a personal connection because we also have, we have adopted a, a Singapore special as they are you know, the <laughs> as they are called very affectionately yes. in Singapore <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so the idea is and of course the main aim is to kind of uh, you know, plant the idea of uh, empathy and action. So, as a ten-year-old, how do you, you know, how do you plant this point or plant this idea that you can take care of people or people who don't have a voice? So, a, an abandoned dog is a is a representation of somebody who doesn't have a voice, and there is something that you can do. So, what is that you can, you know, what is that action you can take? And that's the storytelling to, um, to kind of spread this message for ten-year-olds in a
0: in a fun way because you can't you can't tell a 10 year old to do something <laughs> you can't tell a 10 year old to raise money for charity they look at you yeah. and they go absolutely can we do that shark song again to do to do, do, do oh maybe not a 10 year old <laughs> maybe a three-year-old 10 year olds i a little bit more sophisticated but you're very humble because actually your two boys um aria and rehan they have raised money for an animal welfare charity right off the back of your yes. was it off the back of your first book?
1: Yes, they did it off the back of the first one and for this also. So that was the so they were the real uh kind of the real story behind it and we partnered with SOSD, which is another registered uh, Singapore uh, charity. Okay, we must talk money. So this book costs
0: fourteen ninety <laughs> and uh proceeds are going to Save Our Street Dogs. Is uh that
1: right? yes, yeah, Save Our Street Dogs is the is the name of the charity and on the fourteenth so we are there at the Pet Expo. So on that day whatever
0: is sold is
1: uh, all going
0: to them. Oh, on that day, okay, okay. Yeah. All proceeds from the sale on April fourteenth at Pet Expo, and uh, will will listeners get to meet you there? Yeah, I'm there actually. Yeah. in the evening, I'm there. <laughs> Fantastic. You might as well get it signed, so the value goes up from fourteen ninety to fifteen ninety. At least. <laughs> <laughs> you can also buy the book uh, at leading bookstores and Epigram's uh, uh, online bookstore as well. So we wish you all the best with Freddie, the Doggett Rescuer. It's targeted at uh, middle middle grade school kids, right? So about yeah. 10, 12, eight, around there, 8 to 12. 8, yeah, eight to 12. 12. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to get your kids inspired uh, to do what they can in the world and to raise money as well. Oh, what a great idea. Raise a little fundraiser. I love that. <laughs> Let Swapnil help you out with his new book. It's called Freddie, the Dog and Rescuer. Thank you for helping us look past money today, Swapnil. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. He's founder of Zen and adjunct mentor at the Singapore Management University. Swapnil Mishra there in this edition of Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.